Welcome to The Baseball Show, Chicago's only interactive nightly show focused on the Cubs, the White Sox, and Major League Baseball. On radio, on app, on podcast. Listen to the show your way on ESPN 1000 or the new ESPN Chicago app. The Baseball Show, presented by Goose Island Beer Company on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000. Baseball show on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. I'm Chris Black along with Adam Abdallah. You can watch the show tonight on Twitch. Find the channel at ESPN 1000 Chicago. This show is for you. We're going to talk baseball at 312 332 3776. You know, Jonathan Hood started this show off about mm-hmm. a month ago, and the vibe for the show is this you, the fan, you get to talk baseball, you get to share your opinions. And you get to talk good or bad about your favorite team because we will not censor your thoughts like perhaps the flagships would. So this is a baseball show for Cub fans, for White Sox fans, heck, for baseball fans. This is what this hour, the 6 o'clock hour, is for. And so tonight we have uh, the Cubs are playing right now, top of the 7th, 1-1 at Wrigley Field against the Cardinals. We are going to walk you into first pitch of the White Sox and the Tigers a little bit later on this evening. Waddle is walking by the studio. He's fired up. He'd bat. He'd take a swing into the shift. Yeah, that's right. What? That's, that's what he was telling us right before a swing into the shift. Yeah, that's what he was yelling about. Carpenter taking a wild hack there uh-huh. in the Cubs Cardinals game. So we have a lot to get to. Gio Gonzalez on the mound, and that's where we get Abdallah our first pitch. The first pitch. Play ball. Throwing out the first pitch, and I have to say, this was rather impressive. On the baseball show. Right. There's your first pitch, and then some. On ESPN 1000. So as we wait for the Cubs and the Cardinals and game one of the doubleheader, our first pitch tonight, the Chicago White Sox. As they head into this series against the Detroit Tigers, the Sox are 11-11 and 11 at this point in the season. Gio Gonzalez on the mound looking for his first victory. His ERA is at 6.62, and the Tigers in the uh, Central Division in the AL at 9-10. and 10. This is going to be a statement series, I think, for the Chicago White Sox because if they are a team that's going to be a, a solid playoff contender, take care of business with the Detroit Tigers today, yeah. today and throughout this series. You've got four games against the Tigers here. You're three games out of first place right now if you're the Chicago White Sox. The Tigers are three and a half games back. You know, if you look at the progression of the White Sox, like we talked about all offseason, and now, you know, they're at 500 right now, 11 and 11, 22 games into this regular season. Matthew Boyd going for the Tigers. He's 0-2 with a 10.24 ERA. This is a very winnable game. This is a series that the White Sox should definitely win, and you distance yourself between, you put some distance between yourself and the Tigers. And what that does is the progress of the White Sox has always been this season, they're going to be that hot young team, they're going to be a playoff contender, but all we want to see is beat the teams you're supposed to beat 
and compete with the teams that are better than you right now. And then next year, that's the year where you're like, all right, the White Sox are good. You know, if you make the playoffs this year because two teams from each division make the playoffs, you got the wildcard teams, that's great. But you should be beating bad teams. The Tigers are a bad team. Well, and you don't want to see mistakes. We've no. seen some mistakes in the field. And, and we've seen, you know, even when Dallas Keuchel is out there calling out the lineup, saying they were not prepared for the game in Cleveland, you know, you see these things kind of pop up and you would like those to be eliminated in this season. I, I know it's a strange year, but, you know, the opportunity is there for the Chicago White Sox. You have the Tigers, and then over the course of the weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, hmm. Cubs-White Sox. It's the first time the Crosstown series takes place throughout this season. And then after the Cubs and the White Sox series, you have a series against the Pittsburgh Pirates. So the Chicago White Sox can really use the next week and a half to make some noise, to get some positive momentum. And I want to ask this question to White Sox fans. When you look at that situation, have you been surprised at the way this team has played to this point in the year? Or is this exactly what you've expected? I feel as if it could go either way. I, I have been pleasantly surprised with many of the individuals in the lineup. Um, I think you could also point to what you said, young players trying to find their way in this early uh, season, this 60-game schedule, and just trying to get together and, and win some ball games. Winnable week, because if you look at it the way that they, this season has gone so far for the White Sox, you you know you lost uh, two out of three to, to Cleveland earlier in the se- in the uh, season. You lost two out of three to the Twins earlier in the season. You swept the Royals. You know that was a good series. You split with the Brewers. Good series. You lose two out of three to the Indians, but one of those games went to ten innings. So you're competing. So I like that one. You win the series against. The uh, the Tigers, you win two out of three earlier in the month, and then you get swept in the doubleheader against the Cardinals when they come back off of not playing for ever, it feels like. And you win yesterday on Sunday against the Cardinals 7-2, to you know, the four home runs back to 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 back. And you've got a winnable week here. You've got four with the Tigers, three with the Cubs who are struggling right now the past few games, and then you've got the Pirates. So you And then the Royals after that. This is a great See, this stretch. Is, this is the stretch where you have this to make some noise. This is the stretch. These yeah. next, you know, games here for the White Sox, are, like you said, are going to be a statement series because after that you get the Twins again on the road. But after that again, you've just got the Royals again, the Pirates again, the Tigers again. So besides that Minnesota series for three games at the end of the month in the first two days of uh, September, this is a big week for the Chicago White Sox for sure. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Chris Black Am Abdallah with you here on the baseball show. We'll take your phone calls talking baseball with you tonight here on ESPN one thousand. So if we look at the starting rotation for the Chicago White Sox, see here here's the thing. Heading into the year, it seemed pretty deep, right? And then Michael Kopech decides not to uh, partake in this season. He opts out. And you've had some injuries along the way. Now you're looking at a starting rotation right now. Lucas Giolito as your ace, but has been inconsistent, right? Dallas Keuchel has been fantastic as a free agent pickup. Gio Gonzalez tonight, this is an important start for Gio Gonzalez. Who are we going to get from Gio? And will his inability to give you innings tonight, will that then ruin the bullpen as we go forward and try and, as you say, winnable games against the Detroit Tigers before we get to the Cubs weekend? Nah, you can't. You can't ruin the bullpen tonight. You've got a big week. You've got a chance to put some distance between you and the Tigers. I think this is a game where if Gio Gonzalez isn't performing well, 
this is one of those sacrificial lamb games where this dude's just out there. Go wear it, kid. Like, you, this dude is just like, this is your game, and you are going to wear it. Like, you are in there until the seventh or eighth inning. I don't care how many runs you give up, because if he gives up a few runs in the first inning and the Sox can't battle back, which they should be able to given their offense, their offense is supposed to be able to hit very well this season. If he goes out there and he gives up a few runs to begin the game, nah. You'd leave him out there. Gio Sorry, Gonzalez bro. has had four appearances uh, this season. The first one up against uh, the Twins, he threw for three and two-thirds innings. He had uh, six earned runs and only three strikeouts in that contest. Uh, against Kansas City on August the 1st, he pitched uh, three and two-thirds innings. Uh, he gave up, uh, let's see, no earned runs, six strikeouts. That was his best performance of the yeah, season. Yeah, but only three and two-thirds. Yeah, right. And uh, so as far as he's gone into a game against Detroit, um, he went four and two-thirds of an inning, two runs earned, and two strikeouts. So he hasn't been awful. And I think that's where he needs to be a part of this rotation that's at least giving you average performances each time that he comes up. Because, again, young pitcher in Dylan Cease, you don't know what you get from him each and every night. And then Lucas Giolito needs to get back to that way we saw from last season where he was a rising star, an ace in the making that we saw for the Chicago White Sox last year. Yeah, I think you need to you need horses that you can rely on out of that bullpen every single day, you know, or out of that uh, out of the rotation every single day. Keuchel's performed well. Giolito, like you said, it's hit or miss with him. You need guys that you can count on to give you a quality start at least three out of out of five days in that rotation to set up that offense. You need guys that you know that if you can, like, if your offense doesn't perform for a day, you only get two runs. You need to know that that's going to be okay for Lucas Giolito and even for Gio Gonzalez. It's usually okay for Dallas Keuchel so far, but you need to have more run support for these guys, but you also need to have better outings. It can't just be this uh, win-loss, win-loss, win-loss for Lucas Giolito. He's got to be able to perform a little better. Bottom seven at Wrigley now, and the Cardinals lead 3-1. to one. Uh, Miller with a double to deep center. O'Neal scores. Carpenter scored. The Cardinals lead 3-1. to one. Bottom seven. Cubs and Cardinals at Wrigley Field. Great. Wait, wait. Great. Well, well, yeah, but I mean, we're like, oh, seven innings are great. Seven innings are awesome. You know, like, oh, it's a doubleheader, seven innings. Then it's like, well, now you only have three outs to come back. Uh, they are pretty awesome. I mean, uh, the White Sox over the weekend on, on Saturday, I mean, doubleheader this is under be, five hours. They played two baseball games. This game's going to be about 2.15 if this inning goes quickly, which if judging by how the Cubs have played so far this game, it's going to go quickly. The baseball show with you here on ESPN 1000. The phone number is 312-332-3776. This show is for you, and we go to Paul in Lakeview. What's up, Paul? Hello, gentlemen. Uh, Paul, recovering Bears fan in Lakeview. <laughs> What's up, man? What's up, Paul? <laughs> I just wanted to say hi. I've been uh, following uh, the structural change on uh, you know ESPN, and I just want to congratulate congratulate you guys on your time slot, uh, Chris Black and Adam Abdala. You guys are great, and uh, you'll hear for more. Uh, you'll sorry, I just had an hour walk. I'm a little tired. You'll hear more of me soon when football starts. The football gods are clearing their throats. Okay, perfect. Paul, any thoughts on uh, baseball on either side of town tonight? Oh, uh, not much of a baseball fan, and I don't have the luxury of liking uh, either team more than the other because, uh, you know, the the pain also uh, with the Chicago sports teams. But I don't know if the Cubs played anybody real this year, and were they exposed when they played Milwaukee? Was that the chatter that I was Uh, hearing? Perhaps. Thanks for the call, Paul. We appreciate it. And what about St. Louis? Are the yep. Cardinals a real team, even though they've played eight games coming into today? Well, no, yes. 
They are just based on well, they're only, see they're tied with the Brewers right now at three and a half games back. And if if this game goes the way it is, there's only going to be two and a half games back after this. But ultimately, they've only played nine games after this one. And at the end of today, they'll have played ten games. Aren't the Marlins in first place? Yeah, yes, if you go by win percentage and yeah, and yes, and look, baseball here, hasn't said anything. But here, look, no, no, hold on. If nothing else happens for the rest of the season with either team, they'll be fine. Right, We were all talking about, well, you can't have this, and what if they only play this many games? If they continue to have negative tests and continue to play, and they don't have another problem the rest of the season, and no one catches it the rest of the season, and they get to make up these games, then, yeah, absolutely, they should be, they should be considered right there like everybody else. But they're going to have to make up all of these games, and if something else happens again, then you need to... Major League Baseball needed to, from the onset, set a minimum amount of games that you have to play. To be considered for the playoffs. But they haven't. I know they haven't, but you can't just play like 20 games and be like, guess uh, we're in, guys. Uh, it kind of looks like it. Mar- Marlins <laughs> Cardinals getting to the NLCS. They should have to play each other then. <laughs> and then play each f- other like 40 times. Yeah, like for the for a, an extra wild card, like a wild card of the wild card. So we're talking baseball with you here on The Baseball Show. The Baseball Show with Black and Abdallah. On Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. And the ESPN Chicago app. This is the show about the show. You've been in the show, man? This is the baseball show. Yeah, I was in the show. On Chicago's home for sports. Greatest days of my life. ESPN 1000. And the ESPN Chicago app. Cardinals, it's final. St. Louis wins 3-1 to one in the first game of the doubleheader. Second game coming up at Wrigley Field. Cardinals score twice in the seventh. Miller with a double deep center. O'Neal scores. Carpenter scores. 3-1 to one Cardinals as the Cubs drop again, extending a bad weekend against the Milwaukee Brewers into a tough start to the week. And now they have another game tonight We'll see how they kind of fare as things go along at Wrigley Field this evening. Yeah, if you look, Kyle Hendricks goes six and a third, three earned runs, five strikeouts, not really given any help by the offense. They had bases loaded at one point with one out early in the game in the first inning, I believe, and they went. Uh, they could not get a run across there. They did get a run in the fourth inning, but other than that, Baez had a double, half hit that solo home run, and other than that, they really haven't had. They left. They went 0 for 4 with runners in scoring position. They left four guys on base, three hits. Just again, like you said, extending that bad weekend. The problem is this is against teams in your division. Now the Cardinals are only two and a half games back. They've got another game coming up here in a little bit, in about an hour, and the Cubs have a. a a guy who they called up to start this game, and it's I, it does it's not gonna it does not look pretty if this offense can't get clicking because now, right? If it was just one series against the against the Brewers, and what we've seen from this Cubs team is that this offense has been feast or famine going back a year and a half ago, a Hold season on. and I, a half. I ago. was told David Ross changed everything. Well, it was I all mean, fixed. David Ross, Grandpa Rossi, you what? can't go out there and hit for everybody. No, but I. I I was led to believe that everything that has happened since 2016 was all fixed with the snap of a finger because David Ross was here. Because you know why? He's going to run that clubhouse. He's going to get in in your butt. He's going to be there. He's going to challenge dudes. 
Yeah, no, I... David I, Ross is here. I, I get that. I was told that. I get that. I, I was led to believe. Best, best record in baseball, this team's running away with it. Mm-hmm. Now they now they have a tough uh, weekend, and they lose tonight, and now all of a sudden, uh, now we're back to what it was, the a sample size that I would go with, the 2017, the 2018, the 2019, when you didn't make the playoffs. You're, you're telling me that that might be more of what we should expect from this team? Uh, No. Oh, okay. All right. I'm saying it's probably a balance of, of both where they will hit again, hopefully. The problem is you don't have the rest of the season. Like, this is the rest of the season. You're now in this normal, like, you're, you have the, it's a smaller season, but it's still the same time frame, right? You still have, like, six weeks left in the season to stay in first place and stay in second place and make the playoffs and try to make a run in said playoffs. The problem is we've seen it from this Cubs team where they'll put up seven, eight runs, six runs, and then just go one, nothing, one, nothing, two runs. And then in a week, they'll put up six runs a game, 11 runs in one game. We saw it how many times last year they scored. They scored double-digit runs in a few games last year. We're like, whoa, save some for the next day because ultimately the next day they put up no runs. Well, and that's why I always like to bring up what have we seen from Chris Bryant? What's going on with Javier Baez? Mm-hmm. What do we have from Kyle Schwarber? Anthony Rizzo seems to be playing really well. Uh, Contreras started the season off hot. Ian Happ, what does he give you? You know that you have Elmore in the outfield. He made a beautiful diving catch today, but what does his bat bring you? You know, like many times, what, we, what I've seen here is uh, a lot of the blame went on the manager last season. And a lot of the praise has been uh, shifted towards David Ross, now that he is there replacing the manager. But I think the, since we have the same players, it is fair to still question whether or not Chris Bryan has taken a dip in production over the last couple of years. Whether or not Javi Baez is a true superstar in the game or is he someone who gets super hot at times and at other times he struggles to hit above 200. I mean, have you taken a look at his average right now? It's I know that people don't want to talk about average anymore. It's not cool. It's 208. Uh, he's barely over 200 right now. It's 208. At the dish. So, you know, when you look at this Cubs lineup, and we'll take your phone calls, 312-332-3776, is this lineup constructed the way it is good enough to win? I think we saw that in 2016. Problem with that is that's four years ago. And since then, they have not been able to consistently give you what you need to win enough ball games to either make the playoffs or to be a contender when we get into October, because that's the difference. And then you you add in a heap of the fact that their bullpen is not good, and their starting pitching to start this year has gotten them to this point where they have one of the best records in baseball. Why? Because their starting pitching has been fantastic to this point. So if you're a Cub fan and you want to join the conversation, this is what we're talking about. Which Cubs team is this Cubs team? Is this Cubs team the Cubs team we've seen for the last four games, the three games against the Brewers and then the first game here against the Cardinals? Or is this the Cubs team that won one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine out of their last ten before they lost four games in a row? Which which Cubs team is this team? Is this just a, a streaky team that will win 9 out of 10 and then lose 4 or 5 in a row? You and I were doing shows, and I questioned the opponents that the Cubs were playing, right? The record of the teams that the Cubs have beat to this point was pretty bad. Mm-hmm. And everyone came after me. You know why they're that bad? Because the Cubs beat them. I was like, yeah, yeah, I get But you do realize those teams with the sorry records mm-hmm. are not playing the Cubs every single game that they've played, right? No, but the Cubs beat them. That's what happened. Well, the Cubs it was, it was like them. a week and a half ago. 
I was like, look at this number. The teams that the Cubs have beat have a very low percentage of wins in Major League Baseball to this point. You've beaten a lot of teams that are not very good. And the Reds were supposed to be good, but to this point, not playing great baseball. I pointed that out, and everyone came after me saying that I didn't understand stats, and I didn't understand uh, baseball. Do you I didn't understand, understand baseball? Anything. Well, I'm, I'm just saying, I'm looking at the teams that they've beaten, mm-hmm. and they're not beating the Yankees or the Astros. But they don't have the, the opportunity to face those no, guys. But my, that's why I wasn't getting over the top high on the Chicago Cubs, because they had a quick start, and they started off 9-2. and two. But you That's can only why play the teams that are on your schedule. It's not like you can be like, well, wait till they face the, the Yankees and the Dodgers a few times. Well, well they, they they're can't. not going to play the Yankees, yeah. but my, my point or is the Dodgers. I understand that. The but, point is, if, if you can't get out of your skis because they got off to a hot start when the competition they were playing was not playing very well to begin with. Look, I don't think it's the end of the world. I think they're still going to make the playoffs, oh, yeah. ultimately, because I think the way the playoffs are structured this year, they're basically letting everybody in. Um... But I think this is some cause for concern. The, 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 the cause for concern is, the, is today, it's the offense. Now, in your losses against the Brewers, you scored three runs, five runs, and then five runs. If you score five runs and you have the pitching you're supposed to have, you should be able to win a ball game, right? I agree. The problem is their bullpen. The problem is when, they're, when their hitting is there, their bullpen might let them down. When they're, they're, they got off to a great start, their starting pitchers... The best in baseball. Rotation for a while. Now you've got Chatwood hurt. Now you've got Alex Mills has got to come in. Now you've earned and, and move up a day. Now you've got you're playing double headers, so you've got to either do a bullpen day, you've got to bring up a guy. And then so it's gonna be a piecemealing this together because of other teams like the damn Cardinals who couldn't get their stuff together. I blame this on the Cardinals. Take that. What are you blaming on the Cardinals? Well, because now they have to redo their whole rotation because the Cardinals, we've got to play these doubleheaders because you guys got coronavirus. Like I said to Sylvie earlier today, if you're the Cubs, maybe you're happy you have a bunch of doubleheaders against the Cardinals because you only have to worry about seven innings. You don't have to worry about your bullpen for two extra well, when innings. When you can only score a run, it's not going to matter. I think it's um, it's interesting, and we'll we'll continue to take your calls on the Chicago Cubs here on the baseball show. This is from Zahad of Sharma in The Athletic. The hot start also masked the issue for the Cubs that dogged them for years. The Cubs are 17th in baseball with a batting average of two fifty two with runners in scoring position. 22nd with a 96-weighted runs-created plus, 100's the average, in those situations. They're still just 24th with 73.8% contact rate, and all that will have to improve. But for now, the ability to work at bats has stood out and allowed them to take advantage late. So once this team does not work at bats, which has been an issue with the Chicago Cubs for the last couple of seasons, it's something that we've seen, and that I think was the problem why the, the offense stalled out the last couple of years. But early, first 10 games, first 12 games, that was something that we were looking at this Cubs team and saying, yeah, Schwarber, uh, Hap, uh, Chris Bryant, mm-hmm. even Javi Baez are working at bats. This is a positive. The moment they stop working at bats, they go back to exactly the team they were the last couple of seasons. Yeah, and I think that you're that that's a cause for concern if you're a Cubs fan moving forward in this season, making the playoffs, which I still think they're going to do. But ultimately, you're not in this just to make the playoffs. You're in this to complete to compete and try to win a World Series this year before the ownership breaks up this team. We hear from Theo Epstein 
and David Ross next. The Baseball Show with Black and Abdallah. Week 96 on Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. for the Cubs here in the seventh trying to avoid their fourth straight loss in a lot of tight games Goldschmidt smothers it and the Cardinals will take the opener they're now three and one since they resumed play and the Cubs will try to get a split in this doubleheader in game two the marquee sports network Lennon J.D. As the Cubs lose 3-1 to one to the Cardinals in seven, the second game of the doubleheader coming up in the next uh, 30 to 40 minutes. As uh, Black and Abdallah with you here on the baseball show on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app, Tyson Miller on the mound tonight for the Chicago Cubs. Here's David Ross after game one talking to the media. Yeah, Calpoo good. You know, it's hard to... Hard to uh, to argue with his performance today. I mean, throwing the ball really well. Uh, the one hit was a homer to to, to Dex till there in the, in the seventh. Um, threw the ball really well. Kyle's been throwing the ball great for us, so uh, as expected. We talked the other day about Almora, about how he's handled the situation. What do you think of him today, just the plays he made in center and like almost came up with the one in the seventh? Yeah, great defense, Al. I mean, uh, you, you got you hit round the head, Jordan. He's been been a true pro through all this and, and you know, a nice nice swing there at the end. Just nice play by, by Goldie um, or Goldschmidt at, at first. Um, the defense was spectacular. The play made on Miller, the first line drive. It's a, most guys give up on that ball. Uh, he attacked that hard. The, the dive and play there on the one that, you know, we thought for sure from the dugout was falling in and then just out of the reach there. You see what kind of effort you get out of him on a daily basis. This guy um, literally will 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 crash into the wall uh, for you, it, it, brick wall. He's he's always flirting with that thing out there. So, um, you know, great defensive plays by him uh, in this in game one. Rossi's offense has just kind of been one of those ruts when it comes to men in scoring position. Is that all it is in your eyes? Yeah, yeah. I don't see much more. You know, the the efforts there. Um, you know, this first game, those shadows, I'm sure, played a little bit on both sides. Uh, just tough to see, it looks like, from, from our vantage point. Um, guys weren't complaining. That's just, you know, looking from the side. Um, guys are guys are having good at-bats. We're getting guys on base. Um, you know, just, just need one, one of those to fall. And I, yeah, I think it's just, you know, going through one of those little bit of bit of, bit of uh, ruts right now. So that's David Ross on uh, the Marquee Sports Networks talking via Zoom with the reporters at Wrigley Field. After the game, the Cubs lose game one, three to one. We'll take your calls here on ESPN 1000, 312-332-3776. Your reaction to the Cubs' first game and their second game coming up in just a little bit at Wrigley Field against the Cardinals. First time this season, Cubs at Cardinals, which it seems a little strange. Obviously, things are all a little strange with this shorter season, the 60-game schedule. But usually at this point, when you get Cubs-Cardinals, we're looking at this as one of the marquee series for the Cubs in the middle of the summer and kind of angling towards the playoffs. Like you said, Adam, based on the calendar and based on the amount of games left to complete this short schedule, it does kind of feel as if the games are more important, not just because of the 60-game season, but because at this time of year, games start to kind of get important when we kind of angle towards the playoffs. Yeah, you got about six weeks left. And, you know, Craig Council said it 
earlier uh, last week before the game, the series against the Cubs, that they were in this position last year. They're not looking at it as 60 games. They're looking at it as it, we're in the third week of August, and we're three games back, and we need to make up some ground just like we did last year, and we did it last year, and we made the playoffs last year, and the Cubs didn't make the playoffs last year. So I'm paraphrasing. That's not He didn't say it exactly like that. But it, you was know, close. You it was know close. You know what I mean. It was, he, 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 it was a lot kinda, of implied. It kind of sounds like that. A lot a little of implied. Uh, to be honest, he doesn't sound like that at all, but, you know, that's fine. If you want to impersonate counsel like that, that, that's cool. Well, here, I mean, look, you've got I think he wears his, he wears his hat really low, doesn't he? He does. His ball cap low? Yeah. Okay. All right, go ahead. <laughs> Like well, some guys wear their ball caps really high on yeah. their head. Yeah. Or some go really low like they're trying to hide. And especially with the mask on, you can only see those eyes. Yeah, right. Yeah. Look, you've got uh, uh, the second game of a doubleheader here coming up. You've got three more games with St. Louis because you have one game tomorrow and then another doubleheader on Wednesday. The day off on Thursday. And then the White Sox come to town. And I can't think of a team that wants to put this team... Uh, out of first place more than the Chicago White Sox will want to because of the rivalry between the Cubs and the White Sox. And it, it started before the season started in those warm-up games that they had, those exhibition games that they had where, you know, there's some, there's a little brother, big brother mentality. You know, you had Tim Anderson talking to ESPN about, oh, you guys remember us when we're playing, you know, when we're playing the Cubs and that kind of thing. And it's, it, I'm not saying they don't like each other, but they want to beat each other because of the bragging rights for the city. You know, it's not like the guys on the Cubs dislike the guys on the White Sox. It's not that kind of rivalry. It's the kind of rivalry where it's, it's city bragging rights. And, you know, you've got a situation here with the Cubs where they're facing the Cardinals now and then the White Sox, like I mentioned. Then you've got Detroit, Cincinnati, and Pittsburgh. So you've got, again, more winnable games. So you can... You can afford to give up a couple games, but you don't want this slump to keep going. You don't want this losing streak to keep going. Kyle Hendricks performed well today. You should have had given him more run support. You need to find to get find ways to get out of this slump. Maybe it's a petting zoo. Maybe it's an art class. Maybe it's a what magician. You, what? Isn't that what they do? No, that guy's out of town. Well, I mean, but 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 when he's on the West Coast, no, 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 no. He took his surfboard mm, and went west. Mm. But when David Ross Joe cited cool. the, the managers Joe he's Cool's learned gone. the most from, he cited Joe Madden. Well, it's funny because a lot of the talk about this team has been how much fun they've had because of David Ross, mm-hmm. uh, and I feel like what's hilarious about the whole thing is that that was looked as a negative when it comes to Joe Madden. See what I'm saying? Like and like, even go to this morning, Cap and J Hood, uh, the debut of Cap and J Hood here on ESPN 1000 from seven to 10, 10 a.m. Our new morning show here at ESPN 1000. They had Theo Epstein on earlier today, and Theo Epstein talked about the energy, the fun that David Ross has brought to the ball club without fans in the stands this season. Yeah, I mean the energy part, I knew he would provide because that's that's how he, that's how he was as a player. You know, he was. He was always the guy, um, you know, the, the, the day that he played, he would just be bouncing off the walls in the clubhouse, motivating other guys, saying, like, this, is, this is my day to play, you know, let's bring it up a notch, let's go, and, and constantly providing um, a spark on those days. And on the days he, he didn't play, he kind of ran the dugout, you know, and, and, and was the one in Riz's role now, um, you know, uh, providing all the jokes and um, the stick and um you know, providing the energy for the for the guys who were playing. So I knew he would provide that. I think the the area that surprised me the most is just um, 
how willing he is to engage in a difficult conversation. I think any leader in, in, in any field from time to time is guilty of um, not having a tough com- conversation, sweeping things under the rug or putting their head in the sand and hoping things get better just because they're, you know, they're tough issues to deal with. And, and, and especially when you're a first year major league manager, especially in the middle of a, a global pandemic, it can just be, you know, every day there's issues that come up that you can either kind of just brush off or, or you can dig in and embrace. And I didn't expect him as a first year manager to be so willing to have, you know, every difficult conversation, to confront every issue, to be so proactive. And it's been, it's been really refreshing to see. And I think has has helped create this uh, tremendous vibe and chemistry that we have because, um, you know, all these interactions are authentic and, and, and everyone's held to a high standard, but everyone also feels supported and because he's so engaged and connected with everyone and, and leading so well. That's Cubs president Theo Epstein. I'm with Cap and Jay Hood, 7 a.m. every weekday morning right here on ESPN 1000. If you want to hear the full podcast, go to the ESPN Chicago app. You know, everything that Theo says there is, is right, and, and there was a need for change. I just felt as if uh, some of the players were, were allowed to uh, get a pass hmm. because the blame could go towards Joe Madden and the inability to have those tough conversations with players now that they are having tough conversations with the general in town, David Ross. <laughs> well, you laugh at it, but it's, uh, that's what I hear. Well, I can only really tell it's... you about what I hear, and what I hear is that Joe was so loosey-goosey, he didn't want to have any tough conversations with any of these players. They could do whatever they want, even though that's exactly what we applauded him for, yeah. is that he had this ability to relate to the young ball player, and then all of a sudden it flipped, and the young ball players weren't relating to Joe Cool, and Joe then is trying to figure out how to read books about millennials and all this stuff, and now they bring in David Ross, who has changed everything because he's having tough conversations with these guys, does, holding them accountable. Does David Ross know how to handle when guys are slumping like this? Does he feel like he can, like, okay, Javi's struggling. Javi couldn't hit. He had a double today. But other than that, Javi's been horrible the last couple, the last, you know, few games here. The last weekish. Uh, okay. Hob, we were talking about Javi at uh, his average being around 200. Look okay. at Chris Bryant. Okay, but I get that. He's batting 190 well, Chris on Bryant's, season. Chris Bryant's missed some games with some injuries, so you wonder if those are still nagging him. But ultimately, what I'm saying is... Is that an every year thing with him? Yeah, it is, essentially. Okay. My question is this, though. As a new manager with the, sh- quote, shortened season, even though we're if you're in first place now, the season still goes till the start of October, so you have... It's the same amount of time, is what I'm trying to say, right? Does David Ross think he can't give these guys a day off to, like, clear their heads? You know, because think about it. Like, if you wanted to give Javi Baez a day off today, he's missing two games. Well, we saw that last week with Lewis Robert on the south side, right? Yes. He sat. Renteria sat him for a day. Everyone went nuts. Why well, was he in the lineup? Mm-hmm. The White Sox lost, and then he's right back in the lineup yeah. for, for the rest of the week. But you can you afford to do that? Like, could Javi have tomorrow off because there's only one one game? You know, clear his head, come back for the doubleheader, see if that helps him. Or is David Ross under this 
this pressure of it's such a short season that every game matters and I need to get these guys as many as bats as possible because if I miss Javi's, if, if today's the day that Javi turns it around and he goes three for four and scores three runs or whatever it is, then, you know, maybe the day off wasn't needed. Does he know how to manage these guys when they're struggling? Because Madden, for as much criticism as he gets, knew how to handle days off. For guys, he knew how to handle the grind of baseball for players, the mental grind for baseball. It is uh, 647. The Cubs have tweeted out their lineup. Do you see what their lineup says tonight Mm, for the Cubs game? The second game starting at 705? Scrolling, 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 scrolling. Why don't you just give it to me? Okay, well, well, can you see the picture of my screen? I see it. I see it. Who who are the Cubs uh, facing on the mound for the Cardinals? Do you see that? Emoji. It's an emoji. It says Miller versus... And it's a for the people on Twitch, Twitch.tv slash ESPN1000 Chicago. It's the this. Image. The Cardinals still don't know who their starter is for a game that's starting in like 15, 20 minutes. Whoever goes out there. All right. Well, uh, the Cubs will have Bryant leading off playing third. Rizzo at first. Uh, then Baez at short. Schwarber in left. Contreras the DH. Happ in center. Hayward in right. Caratini catching. Kipnis at second. Miller pitching for the Chicago Cubs. Uh, coming up next, do you like the seven-inning games to make up these doubleheader games that the, the Cardinals have missed? We'll talk about it next. The Baseball Show. On Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Coming up in a couple minutes, we'll give you the stat of the night. Uh, I used to love baseball tonight back in the day. Sports stat Center, they give you the, the stat night. of the night. Yeah. So we'll give you that in just a second. Every night here on the baseball show, we'll give you a fantastic stat. Chicago baseball, Major League Baseball, all over the world of uh, America's pastime, mm-hmm, baseball. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, before we get to that, I want to get to this with you, Abdallah. Seven inning games for these double headers. Do you like them? I kind of like how snappy and quick it is to get through these games. I like that the White Sox play two baseball games in the span of five hours on Saturday. I like that the Cubs are ready to go. They're 12 minutes away from first pitch at Wrigley Field against the Cardinals for game two. I like this. Yeah, I, I, I enjoy it as well. I like that you can. Here's how I compared it to, okay? So this season, this this summer, spring, late spring slash summer, we started golfing again once it got nice out right and so we would go on saturday golfing and then we'd be like all right well should we play sunday yeah i'll run it by you know because we got you like i'm not saying we got got to check with the wife but it's like look i'm gonna be gone all day for uh, on saturday and sunday when i'm supposed to be off and like i'm not gonna see you for two days is it cool if i go golfing right you should probably be seen exactly right what you're saying yeah exactly so she'd be like okay yeah i guess it's fine but you know like it's probably really not fine so then starting like a week two weeks ago right we were like what if we just played 36 holes on saturday that way it's like hey if I'm going to be gone, I'm just, I'm just going to be gone all day. But I'm here Sunday. But I'm here on Sunday, right? And this weekend with the weather, it's like, hey, maybe I'll be home all day Saturday. Either way, we're going to be home all day. We still get, we get to play just as much golf as we would Saturday and Sunday. We just do it all in one day. Okay, but... That's how I compare this. But we're, we're not shaving off holes, though. We're not, but I but like the fact com- that you can just... To truly compare this, we would play like 14 I holes. I understand that. 
I like the fact that you get two games in one day. Where okay. like right. the the Cubs started their first game at four fifteen. Their second game is going to start just after seven. I like that they're just doing, and you don't have to worry about nine innings. I like having two games in one day. Is but what you, I'm trying you, to say. You, you are aware that double headers for nine innings do exist. No, I know that, and they shouldn't. Okay. I like double headers right. with right. seven right. innings. Right. Right. I like that. Three one two I three like three two five, three I like seven the seven six five hour window. I like the let's just get to because you can get so many more games in if you well, did it this way. Well, it's the two and a half hour window, which I think is what baseball should really look at. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's not necessarily saying it has to be seven innings or that baseball needs to be shorter. But the attention span to most sports fans, once you creep into that three, three and a half, four hour, mm-hmm. five hour game, I understand why leagues like the English Premier League, why the NBA, why all these different leagues are trying to get closer to that two-and-a-half-hour mark to get their game in and out. Now, the the thing that I would throw against the wall with this is a great game, no matter the sport, I will sit and watch all day long. You see what I'm saying? So, like, yeah. if you have a playoff game and it's four-and-a-half hours, a baseball playoff game, to me, there's nothing wrong with that. But if you did, if you shortened the season and not got rid- and didn't get rid of games, but instead had Saturday and Sunday seven-inning doubleheaders... You could do that, and you wouldn't be playing baseball when there's snow on the ground in March or when dudes are out there wearing sweatshirts at the end of October. Well, okay, so let me ask you either or. Would you rather see seven-inning games for doubleheaders or just lop off like 15 games from the schedule or 20 games from the schedule and just make it a shorter, more condensed schedule? Well, personally, I would like a shorter season with less games because I think it makes each game more meaningful. But I know that the stat nerds are going to be upset and old-timey baseball man is going to be upset with, what about my stats? What if you have a no-hitter through seven? What do you do then? Well, well you, you just you don't you put just, it down. Then just game, the game's just over, yeah, dude. I mean, it's, well, speaking of, let's go to Stat of the Night. Zombies on base percentage was 476. Stat of the Night. Damon's on base, 324. Almeida's was 291. On the baseball show. Add that up and you get... Want me to speak? What up, what do you get? 1092. On ESPN 1000. Tonight, stat of the night, Adam is mm. four. Oh! The number four is our stat of the night tonight here on the baseball show because, well, we take a look at last night and yesterday, four home runs from the Chicago White Sox. On two and two, Ramirez to Moncada. Yoan drills it. Way back right field. Look out. Goose hits a three-run shot. Neither did yes. Another absolute blitzkrieg. Five-nothing Sox. Back to back. Oh, boy. That one a line drive to left field. And bring him home. Three in a row. Abreu has the last one. And Tim's having a party. In the air, left field, Eloy Jimenez to the line, and gone again! Four in a row, and a 7 nothing lead! There you go from NBC Sports Chicago, Benetti and Stone on the call. Four home runs for the Chicago White Sox yesterday, Mancata, Grindal, Abreu, and Eloy going yard for the White Sox. Uh, here is uh, what I want to point out. Tenth time in Major League Baseball history... That four home runs in a row were hit, which was matching a record. In the last five times that that has happened in Major League Baseball, 
the Nationals back-to-back in 2019 and 2017, the Diamondbacks in 2010. If you go back in time to 2008, the Chicago White Sox have done this before. Oh! You want to guess the names on the list who went back-to-back-to-back-to-back? It's pretty easy if you think of the two uh, hitters in the middle of the lineup. It was Jim Tomey mm. and Paul Canerco. Mm-hmm. Alexei Ramirez. Alexei. And Juan Uribe. Oh, Juan of course. Uribe. Juan, Juan Uribe. Uribe. So the number of the Saturday night tonight is four. Here on the baseball show for the four home runs hit back to back to back to back yesterday for the Chicago White Sox. Well, that's a good stat. Yeah, well, I mean, we, we, we had to start off hot. Well, I'm going to say that after every one. Okay. After every time we that do works. that, I'm just going to go. Now that's a good stat. Uh, Chris Black, Adam Abdallah here with you on the baseball show. That will do it for the baseball show tonight. But Black and Abdallah, we continue on. And coming up in two minutes, the Bears have announced how many people will be able to go to Soldier Field to watch football games this fall. We'll tell you that news next. From Wrigley on the North to Guaranteed Rate on the South. This is the baseball show on ESPN 1000. Chicago's home for sports.